if this player is signed what impact could they bring to our team and this is what we were, you know we basically built a machine learning forecasting model which we were able to predict the, the performance of the player Hello and welcome to a rather special episode of the Chief Disruptor podcast. My name is Caroline Boyd and I'm Director of Research and Strategic Development at Chief Disruptor. For those of you who are perhaps new to the Chief Disruptor podcast series, this series highlights and explores the disruptive strategies, mindsets and technologies that exist across blue chip organisations, startups, scale-ups and the public sector. This particular podcast is the latest instalment in our AI Insight series, which launched back in April 2023. The series, which has been designed to help members make sense of this rapidly evolving disruptive technology, also included the great AI debate that took place in London in June, our Separating Hype from Reality webinar that took place in July, and the Maximising Business Impact from AI report that launched back in June. The AI Insight series culminates on the 5th of September at AI Live in London, where we will be joined by an incredible lineup of speakers, including BP, Meta, John Lewis, UKTV and Kingfisher, to name but a few. If you haven't yet downloaded our report, viewed the webinar or secured your place at AI Live, please visit our website at www.chiefdisruptor.com. So without further ado... I'll hand you over to our resident podcast host, Gabriel O'Brien, and his guest, Shubham Agarwal, who is a machine learning researcher at the University of Manchester. They'll be discussing the role of AI in sport, which if you know Gabriel, you'll know he loves his sport, so this is the perfect subject for him. Shubham has experience in academic research and sports analytics at the University of Manchester and Blackpool FC, respectively. He is working with forensic testing services as machine learning researcher to build an innovative solution to aid in forensic drug use prediction using AI. Over to you, Gabba. So, um, Shubhan, uh, nice, to, nice to see you. I know you're joining us from India, which is uh, the first international one of these we've done. So um, thanks so much for joining us. How are you doing? All good. Thank you so much for being so accommodative and I really appreciate this opportunity. I'm doing all good this morning. How about you? Yeah, really, really well. So it's a busy time, but um, we're, we're really glad to have you on this on this uh, episode. And obviously, we're, this is part of sort of our wider AI, maximizing mm-hmm. business impact from AI series. Um, so we're going to be talking today a bit about sport and AI. So we're touching on a slightly different topic um, to what we've been exploring throughout the last mm-hmm. few months. Um, so just to get it started, obviously, you, in your career, relatively short career, you've been working with AI and machine learning. Um, mm-hmm. Could you tell us a bit more about kind of your career path, what you're doing now, and particularly tell us about a bit about what your experience is with working in technology in the sports industry? Absolutely. So I started my professional journey at GS Associates, which is healthcare consulting. And uh there I was, you know, working in data engineering and I transitioned into this AI ML space, which I absolutely loved. So, you know, I built upon this experience and I explored the domains of academic research and sports analytics at the University of Manchester and at Blackpool FC, respectively. And currently I am working as a machine learning researcher at the University of Manchester. And, you know, throughout my career, I've been deeply immersed in the field of AI and machine learning 
and I've worked on different projects that you know leverage the cutting edge technologies to solve complex problems and you know to make business impact to help people to actually have tangible outcomes. And you know I've gained extensive experience across different domains, including sports industry, where during my time as football data scientist at Blackpool FC, I played a crucial role in enhancing the team's performance and talent acquisition process. So basically, we wanted to recruit players and we wanted to do this with a much more informed way. We wanted to have a system in place where, you know, we are looking to sign XYZ player and we wanted to understand if this player is signed, what impact could they bring to our team? And this is what we were, you know, we basically built a machine learning forecasting model, which we were able to predict the, the performance of the player. Awesome. And uh, yeah, so that's just an overview of what yeah. I did. Yeah, it's really exciting. And I know um, my personal uh, interest in sport sort of sparked sparked the, the the connection here to do this podcast episode. But I think many listeners will probably be thinking about kind of AI and sport or specifically just technology and sport and think back to um, the film Moneyball, um, which was obviously based on the o- Oakland athletics in the early 2000s, um, where really data science and data analytics was used um, in a disruptive way to rethink the value of players in terms of uh, their impact on the field rather than um you know just being a big name or whatever it might be um so to set the scene can you tell us kind of give us a bit of a history as to the role data analytics machine learning and ai has played within sport absolutely so i generally think of it that you know the origins of data analytics in sports can be attributed to the work of bill james who was a baseball writer and then a statistician who you know pioneered the use of uh, analysis in the 1970s and basically James introduced different metrics to further enhance and understand what the players attributes are and this allowed for a much better understanding of you know we want to basically judge how the players performing and using these metrics other than the traditional ones they gave the team and audiences but a much better understanding of what it, it really entails and you know for in the following decades you know there's been so much advancement in computing and in storage capacities as well uh, sports teams have collected so much of data but at this point you know it's just data it's not information it's not knowledge and that is where ai machine learning is stepping in they, yeah. with, with, with the use of this technology what we can basically do is we can extract insights we can you know um look for relationships or and uh, everything basically to turn this hidden um I, I like to say that you know it's a pot of gold that has hasn't been explored yet and yeah. one example of this actually is of Brentford FC you know uh, an English football club who basically used um analysis statistics to basically in every part of their every part of their functioning you know from mm. recruitment to or developing strategies and you know analyzing how the opponents are playing and changing the mm-hmm. strategies mid-match as well so this, this just goes to say that how important it is to you know use the data that you have at hand and convert that into actionable insights mm. yeah and um famously i know brentford got rid of their 
academy team, didn't they? So they just run, they just run a first team um, football, exactly. don't they? And, and and it's all recruited. And I know he he uh, the owner of Brentford owns other football clubs, and they're run even more by by basically a, a computer, aren't they? So it, it's quite an interesting concept, and um, it'll be interesting to track how it go keeps on going through history. Um, I think it's fascinating. Um, so in terms of your your particular experience, you mentioned um, Blackpool, um, where you worked uh, as a data scientist. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so could you tell us a bit more about the projects you mentioned kind of identifying the players um that you wanted to, to, to that they you think that they should acquire um so could you tell us a bit sort of some of the other use cases that you explored i know you've got some interesting stuff from both off the field but also on the field absolutely i think you know one of the most fundamental things that we did was reimagine how we define anything so, you know, let's say a key, a key metric in football for, let's say, a midfield is passing. But, you know, football being a contextual sport and everything depends on the subsequent actions taken. So you can't just say that, you know, let's say um, player A, he passed the ball successfully 90% and that is his passing, 90 That's not true because, you know, you have to look at what he could have done, what was his position, what were the better options for him to take into consideration, all these things. So you can't just look at it on its own. It's very dependent. It's very contextual. And that is what we try to do. We try to redefine these metrics by taking into consideration everything that was happening on the pitch at that point. And using this performance analysis, we're able to um, you know, build the forecast model that I uh, mentioned earlier, that what we wanted to do is, let's say a player currently is in Spain. And he's playing quite good. His metrics are X, Y, Z. But now when he moves to Blackpool, you know, there'll be a change of country, change of style, change of players around him. So what can we see? What can we expect from this player? Will he increase his stats? Will he decrease? How will how will he be able, able to adapt? You know, and uh, we looked at historical analysis for that. And we also looked at wages and other things happening in the transfer market to build a model that can actually help the analyst make an informed decision that, okay, currently this is this, and if the player comes through, what can he do? What what impact can he make? So that was really mm. interesting. And yeah. uh, additionally, uh, the one that I uh, thought that really made a quick impact was uh, pre- and post-match analysis, where, you know, uh, we have this key graphs where uh, each at that point, what we were trying to do is we were trying to have certain targets that the that each player had to had to hit, and uh, it really helped by looking at it in context with his midfielders. Let's let's say we are looking at midfielders, and the target was they had to have hundred interceptions, and we looked at it as a group. Did they did they achieve this? And then player by player basis, and that really helped put things in context because you want to see how well you are doing and how other other teammates are doing as well. So you, you want to spark that competitiveness and that yeah. really helps. So, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, analysis and helping the team grow that way. Yeah, no, I think I think it's interesting. I think football is probably one where um, people see quite a lot of it, but I know from personal experience, sort of like cricket, um, I'm a rugby player, so I know in rugby, oh. we, 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 some, we sometimes get um, some stats about how little we've, we've been running around so um that competitive edge is, is definitely interesting yeah. um and i think american sports as well is where the stats go through the roof isn't it you, all you have to do is watch watch a game and you see the stats come up in front of you um Absolutely. so 
but I think on the field and off the field, isn't it that you know we've kind of seen that the way that that can add value for for sports mm-hmm. organisations. But furthermore, looking at how artificial intelligence can sort of help transform the world of sport, are there other yeah. use cases that you see? I think a lot of people have been talking about sort of you know how can AI transform the fan experience, both in the stadium or at home. I think um, you know that that way of rethinking broadcasting obviously could ai sort of personalize the um the the adverts that you get that sort of thing um injury prevention recovery perhaps even refereeing and officiating obviously we have var Mm -hmm. which is one of the most uh uh, but maybe we could create an ai var that doesn't that doesn't have any uh uh subjectivity and can't be blamed it's just a computer but um yeah there are use cases that you think are sort of out there that you, you you think would add loads of value to the world of sport Absolutely. And, you know, one of one of the main important aspects is coaching and training, which I think currently people are trying to adapt and take AI into consideration where, you know, it really makes sense that you have all the data about the player, you know, their injury record, their strengths, their weaknesses and how they like to play. And basically, this can be further optimized by coaches to, you know, okay, I see that the, the player is struggling in this domain and this can be enhanced by so-and-so methods. So, basically, AI can just boost that period where you're not sure as to what really he should do forward, how he can improve his game. And there, I think AI is really going to be helping. And additionally, one is, as you mentioned, uh, injury prevention. We have all this information about the player. You know how uh, the vital signs are and how everything in the body is functioning. So at any time, if we feel that there's a chance of injury and it's indicated by you know the tracking system, it would be really helpful if you know we are able to maybe uh, take the player off for some time or you know just make sure that nothing is happening to the player while he's playing and putting his best. And uh, that could be really helpful. And additionally, one thing that I feel could actually make a lot of difference is fan experience. And coupling it with um, broadcasting, where, as you mentioned, you know, that um, as 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 a football fan, I want to see specific content, which I like, you know, uh, sometimes I'm, I'm in the mood for classics where I want to see, you know, old goals, how we want trophies and everything. But that sometimes I want to see how the club is currently doing, how they're training and who they're recruiting and all these things. So just tailoring the content to the fans really makes a difference where, uh, you know, Maybe having chatbots as well, where it asks queries, oh, what are you in the mood for? What, what do you want to see? Where, you know, I am such a passionate fan that my my, my uh, preferences are going to be changing every now and then. So having this at, at your fingertip really makes a difference and really helps connect with the team a bit more. Yeah, yeah. I think there's there's across the board the potential um of, of AI to add value is, is, is obviously very interesting in business impact, of course. Um, I guess that there's with AI and machine learning, there's caveats everywhere. There's risks. <laughs> we've currently th- we've thoroughly covered the ethical responsibility, mm-hmm. the regulatory risks. But do you think there's is there limitations or risks in the world of sport in using AI? Obviously, data. The risks of having loads of data about um, not just professional sportsmen but sort of amateur sportsmen is probably quite a big risk. But what risks do you see around around AI in sport? I think one major is the bias in data because, you know, everything machine learning, AI, it primarily works on looking at the historical data and trying to understand the relationship from that. So if there's a if there's a bias in the data inherently, 
that is going to be translated into the model as well. So let's say that, you know, there are some inequalities or there's some, um, I would say, prejudice. So that will be transformed, that will be conveyed across in the model as well, which we don't want because that will have implications, let's say, for recruiting and for um, if we are, we are including it in referee systems as well. That will be. So we don't want to do that. We want to make sure that it's equal, it's right, and it's just. So that is one big challenge. And additionally, I always feel that whenever AI is deployed anywhere, there has to be human, there has to be a human in the loop. There has to be human judgment because without human judgment, you're over-relying on technology. And there are so many things that make sense contextually. And there's this intuition at play. That is why referees are needed in the game because you have to look at things that happened in the past and what currently is happening because it's not an independent event, right? There's some linkage in between. So you want to have, obviously, you want AI to be used in this, but you don't want it to be overused. You want to have human who's looking at all these things and the final decision is by the human. And, mm. you know, obviously, whenever AI is involved, there is privacy and security concerns because data is everything. And once you're putting your data at stake, when you're putting it in the model, there's chance of it being compromised and uh, mm. data being stolen or anything. So security mm. measures have to be taken into consideration as crucial data when, once it gets out, yeah. it's not good for anyone. Maybe we'll see. We'll start seeing cyber um, uh, <laughs> conflicts between Man City and Man United <laughs> as they try and steal each other's data or something oh, like that. That would be um, interesting, right? <laughs> yeah. So, look. So, in terms of looking forward, um, mm -hmm. kind of, are there any emerging trends or advancements that you think are going to make an impact? Not necessarily now, but in ten, fifteen years. Is there anything that you know is, is in that distance but is really exciting you at the moment? I would say one is that uh, it's in the domain of computer vision and tracking where, you know, obviously we have system in place now, but we are, we can do so much more where we have, uh, let's say our system is in place was trying to track, let's say, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo and it tracks every, every moment, everything that is doing on the pitch. And that is then analyzed and put forward for the manager. So just look, look at, okay, this is what he did. And when the ball was here, this movement was wrong because, you know, let's say for a striker, this movement of everything. So once you have computer vision, once you have the tracking software, that can follow you everywhere. That can analyze every move, every movement you made, and maybe give it a score one to ten. This was this was not not supposed to happen. This is wrong. You were offside here. You know, this tracking really would make a lot of difference. And additionally, this can be done to, uh, you know, everyone, every player, and this could really have, um, I think, mo monumental. Uh, you know, impact. And additionally, one additional one is in the stadium. You know, once I go at the stadium and obviously once you watch it on a TV, you have commentary and that's a different experience as well. So maybe somewhere you can add uh, augmented reality in the stadium where you can enjoy the atmosphere, you know, fans are cheering and everything is happening in, in real life, but you obviously get to hear the commentary as well as you choose and as, as you choose to do. And if you want to watch, watch look at the stats, how they're playing, how each player has uh, performed so far. If you want to include that information as well, that could be that could be really important. And yeah. it would be fun for any fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adding that fun element, I think that's the thing with sport, isn't it? You know, that ultimately the 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 value for 
sports teams comes in the fan yeah, and, exactly. and, the consu- <laughs> and the consumption of the sport. So um, mm-hmm. when you when you bring it back to business value, that's the that's the end goal, isn't it? Um, so it, in terms of wrapping up um, this podcast, obviously we're gonna we're gonna finish with our disruptive thought of the day. Um, so to give you a bit of sort of background, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. sure some some common or some some frequent visitors um, have heard around, you know, we've had the smart front door, we had multi-story train tracks, mm-hmm. I put forward a few around sun cream wipes, um, wow. the crumpet burger, I didn't quite necessarily add too much uh, to the space, but is there anything that you think, um, you know, a disruptive thought you've been having recently or a disruptive business idea, something something to finish, sort of cap off the podcast? You know, since I am such an AI enthusiast and I like getting ready and, you know, whenever I'm going to the office, it really excites me what I'm going to be wearing that day. And if we can have an air power closet where, let's say, I just tell that, you know, there's a meeting, it's a very important meeting. It's a formal meeting. What should I wear? And, you know, maybe I'm feeling a little bit bloated that day. So I just mm-hmm. enter all of this and the outfit is ready for me. I don't have to mm-hmm. spend, you know, loads of time trying everything and seeing it doesn't work for me. Spend one hour in the in front of the mirror and not being satisfied. If there's something mm-hmm. that can help me that way. And obviously, you know, there are some things that we repeat. Some outfits that we are comfortable with and we don't try anything else. Mm-hmm. If uh, you know this AI powered plot can give me ideas with that, that could be really yeah. amazing. That's and a, that's a great one to finish it. I think that's <laughs> a, a very good practical example of uh, where AI can help us all with our dress sense. I know I probably need a bit of help with that, but um, the good thing is you can't see on what I'm wearing on the bottom in this call, so it's absolutely fine. You can't really see how bad my outfit is today. Um, but Shubham, thanks so much. Uh, thanks so much for joining. It's been a real pleasure. Um, I think sports and AI is kind of a, an interesting addition to, to our series and it's a, a real pleasure to speak to you. So thanks for joining. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And I had, I had a lot, those of fun. Thank you so much. Thanks, Shubham. Thank you, Gabriel and Shubham. If you enjoyed this podcast, please follow us on Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And just to leave you all with a final reminder to check out the AI Separating Hype from Reality webinar and the Maximising Business Impact from AI report, which you can watch and download on the Chief Disruptor website, www.chiefdisruptor.com. And that's also where you'll be able to find out more details about AI Live. Many thanks. Thanks.